Welcome to Convo and happy Black History Month. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our little step routine, which is an example of one of many traditions in African-American culture, especially in universities further east. This, conv this convocation theme is hashtag black excellence, the theme for the Black Student Union, black student union this year. As you see the slides uh, that are playing, we, are, we have a number of black students on campus who are doing amazing things and who are achieving this excellence. We want, we want to recognize that not all, not all black students were involved, but we, have, we know they're doing great things too. Today we are going to celebrate our achievements and hope you all can join us as we discuss these things that are, that are going on. We have a lot planned for you. First, a little talk on what black excellence is. Then we have the co-founder of the National Black Student Union, Roger Pulliam, speak. After that, a chain will slay, will slay us with some spoken word. Uh, <laughs> and then Malcolm will grace us with the song. Finally, we will have our closing remarks and end our celebration time together. Thank you for being here. Enjoy. Excellence, quality of being outstanding or extremely good. So what is black excellence? It's a movement that embodies great things. Traveling, loving, singing, having fun, and being proud of the beautiful sun-kissed skin your soul resides in. Many times we find ourselves questioning our worth. Uh, is, that, is what they tell us true? Is our melanin a curse and not a blessing? Are we destined to be nothing but thugs? And do we deserve the hateful speech spit at us on a daily basis? But then things like Black Lives Matter and Black Excellence pop up, and they say, whoa, have you forgotten who you are? Have you forgotten the people who paved the way for you? The Obamas had the White House. Beyonce performed at the Grammys while pregnant with twins. Chance the Rapper brought the entire audience to church, whether they knew it or not. Juanita Jewel Lark Bell was the first African American to graduate from Goshen College when Goshen was a sun downtown. Linnea Noel has scored over 1,000 points in basketball, and Xavier Newson is almost at 2,000 points. And let's not forget about Martin. He three. Yeah, he did. Yep. <laughs> Black excellence does not have a definition. It isn't just what you do, because it's who you are, changing for every person. It's a reminder that through struggle and strife, we were destined to overcome, be bold, beautiful, and proud of this blessing that has been given to us. Black excellence is black girl magic and black boy joy. As Renoko Rashidi says, I glorify blackness. I love it. I love it in all its shades, from light black to dark black. Black, 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 I relish it. It is me. I love it. And I make no apologies for it. I glorify blackness. Black excellence. Good morning. My name is Devon Kramer, and one of the many hats that I wear here is the faculty advisor for Black Student Union, and I have the privilege of introducing our honorable speaker. Dr. Pulliam, PhD, is Emeritus Assistant Vice Chancellor for Academic Support Services at the Office of Academic Support Services in the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. He received his PhD in Education Administration from the University of Michigan in 1973, his master's in teaching the culturally deprived from Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo, Michigan, 
1968, and he received his Bachelor of Science in Social Science from Western Michigan University in 1966. Dr. Pulliam was born into a sharecropping family of nine children. He began working as a sharecropper at the tender age of eight years old. Dr. Pulliam is committed to helping students achieve success beyond their expectations. He has lived, worked, and practiced in a variety of settings that has enabled students to explore the limits of their potential. He has explored, examined, and utilized federal and state policies, plans, and programs to examine students' achievement in public schools and higher education for almost 50 years. Dr. Pulliam has an extensive record of working with ways to have former students give back to the institutions that have made a significant contribution to their success. Some have endowed scholarships, others have been employed and or have accepted board or committee appointments at their respective alma mater. He has been recognized internally and externally to the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater for his success in being able to move first-generation and low-income students through the educational pipeline, pre-college, undergraduate, graduate, and professional degrees. In addition to all of these many accomplishments, Dr. Pulliam is a co-founder of the Office of the National Black Student Union. This office hosts a conference every year where they bring black student union leaders from all over the country together to learn, grow, and network. Please help me welcome Dr. Roger Pulliam. Good morning. It's my pleasure to be here this morning. Cat, 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 cat. Come and take out my slob jar. Come and take out my slob jar. My great grandmother called me cat. She always called on me to take out the slop jar. I had an older sister and a younger sister, and we hung together, but she never asked them to take out the slop jar. So I wondered why. But sooner or later, she got tired of calling me to take out her slop jar and had her talk with my mother. She always said, I'm going to tell B on you. My mother had a good talk with me. At that time, I was anywhere from six to eight years old. And my mother reminded me that, hey, if you didn't learn to mind people, to listen to people, you'll be taken out the slop jar the rest of your life. I wish to take time to compliment the faculty and staff and administration of this great university for their work with students. And uh, I wish you good health and God's speed in continuing your good work. To the students, I just want to uh, ask you to continue working hard and overcoming the odds and the challenge. You have, or you are establishing a proven record of achievement that will help you engage the world very soon. So, so take it all in here. It's an honor, and thank you, Ms. Kramer, for the initiative you've taken to invite me here. 
It's an honor to have been selected to give the uh, convocation speech for the Black History Month here at, uh, at, at Goshen College. Okay, it's my pleasure. Uh, I want you to know that uh, I am forever connected to higher education because higher education is a vehicle that has connected me with the world. As a kid that was born into a sharecropping family, I am frequently reminded about how my, how my life was a part of the largest migration movement in the history of America from 1920 to 1970. My identification with this period of American history was sealed in my mind when I read Black Boy by Richard Wright in 1960, and more recently, The Warmth of Other Sons by Isabel Wilkerson that served to remind me of how my life and my, how my life and my family were connected to the promised land. I would like to reflect upon important periods in my life that might help you to place your life in perspective. My mother was the head of our household of nine siblings until her untimely death. She cultivated strong work ethics in us. We worked in the fields from sunup to sundown, picking cotton, chopping cotton. We worked alongside my mother. With her untimely death in 1952, her two sisters came to get us from Gary, Indiana, and to bring us to Gary, Indiana with us, with her. I lived in Gary, Indiana until I graduated from high school. The most memorable thing about my mother was when she told Mr. Guest, the owner of the property, that we were sharecropping, that her three sons, my three older brothers, Charles, James, and Joe, were not going to work for him anymore, and we were going to move off of his property. This took place in 1949 in West Point, Mississippi. To this day, her action has influenced and been the guiding principles of my life. Like you, many of you here, students, adults, faculty, staff members, I overcame many challenges to be here today. Many challenges to be here today. If my life had been a baseball game, I would have struck out at the age of 10 against overwhelming odds. Upon arrival from, from the South, the Gary public officials were challenged, okay, in determining my grade placement. A 10-year-old first grader didn't sit well with a lot of them. Later, I was placed in the third grade with my younger sister, you know. The same classroom, that is the same classroom as my younger sister. What turned my life around? What turned my life around? There were some, several things. One is the fact after my two aunts brought us up north, um, 
They help to create a stable home life for us and a sense of family for us. I was pleased that our brothers and sisters, all nine of us, were able to stay together. That meant a lot to me. Later on, we were living in a community with pride. We lived in the Dora Miller Housing Project. Dora Miller, for some of you who might not know, was a World War II hero. We lived in, lived in the Dora Miller Housing Project in Gary, Indiana, and that provided, at that time, a fine home. Later, I attend, as opposed to the one-room schoolhouse that I attended in Mississippi, later I attend the Gary Public Schools. At that particular time, the Gary Public Schools were not what they are now, okay? It was a decent educational system, and we had pride, okay? I went to Charles R. Drew Elementary School, you know, I went to Gary Roosevelt High School. We were, members of, we were members of the Black Panthers, and we took pride, you know, in our school, our name, and what have you. Also, a church. I had a church as a cornerstone of my community. I participated in the uh, Boy Scouts, okay? I participated in the Gospel Choir. Okay, and I was in the Boy Scout all the way through high school. Matter of fact, I wore my, high, my uniform in the high school. So it gave me a sense of belonging, you know, wanting to be something, you know, wanting to be a part of things. And that, that's what started to catapult me. Following 10 years in the Gary Public Schools, I graduated from high school in 1962 with an athletic scholarship to Western Michigan University. And believe me, that was my dream. That was my dream. I read Sports Illustrators and what have you all my life. I saw a vision of eating as much food as you wanted to be, flying an airplane all across the country and stuff. And to achieve that type of success, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful. To this day, I have resided in the state of Wisconsin since, 1980, since 1986. And uh, I would not have been able to have the, the flexibility to go to uh, the state of, state of Wisconsin to accomplish the things without my education, okay? Western Michigan provided me the opportunity to get my bachelor's and master's degree and later on at uh, the University of Michigan. At, at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, as Assistant Vice Chancellor for Academic Support Services from, 19, from 1989 to 2008, I took interest and pride in my work. I took interest and pride in reaching out to students, all kinds of students. First generation, low-income students, African-American students, Native American students, Southeast Asian students, Latino students, international students, 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 students. That was my vocation, to reach students, to impart in them 
impregnate them with education in the same manner in which other people had done to me. I felt that I had a, I had a, I had a commitment, and it was deep embedded in me, to make the con same contribution to others that others had made to me. Therefore, I was giving back to society with, with the pledge. It was a pledge to do that, okay? I want to tell you this. Students and faculty and staff members, you probably already have experienced it. The pathway to success can be narrow, it can be crooked, and it can be straight. It can even be fast sometimes, and it can be late sometimes. Your presence today says a lot about your progress because all of you here, and you have some semblance of success that is going to help you as you go out into the broad world, okay? And as you do that and achieve success, you know that there are three most prominent, prominent issues that you're facing and you're going to face in the near future. One of those might be uh, our employment. Another one is, you know, uh, what are, where are you going to locate after you leave here? What, about kind, what kind of home life are you going to have? Where are you going to be staying? So you're going to worry, worry about that. You're going to have some anxiety about that. Another t is to finding someone to spend your life with. So that in itself is going to be very important, okay? And some of you will probably have a job before, some of you probably will have a job, you know, before you graduate. Some of you will have to uh, create your own job. Or some of you will be freelancing about what you're going to do. Some of you are need, and some of you will be in need of additional experience, and it'd be almost mandatory for some of you to continue in education, in higher education. But one of the first issues is to think about yourself, what it is that you want to do. You know, what are you going to do to bring meaning into your life? You know, what is going to be your guiding principles? What standards of judgment are you going to use for critical issues facing you, okay? How are you going to adapt, and how do you adapt? Some of you might have problems adapting right now here in school, but the school provides you the opportunity to adapt to situations, okay? Okay? Some of you will be making decisions about where you're going to stay uh, teaching, okay? A few weeks, some time ago, when I was in school, a few weeks before my uh, undergraduate degree, I signed a teaching contract with the uh, Ben Harbor Public Schools. And what I did, about a month after I signed the contract, I voided And I decided that, uh, I wasn't ready to, to go into uh, teaching in the Ben Harbor Public Schools because the opportunity to participate in a special program that the university was launching was too, uh, was too promising you know, for me. 
And so for that reason, I passed it up. I went and I participated in that program. And boy, did that program expand my life. I thought that my undergraduate days were rich and what have you. But this program that I participated in, uh, teaching the culture to deprive, and with experience and exposure beyond the, uh, beyond the Michigan into Chicago and what have you, it really, it really caught, uh, caught my attention. Okay, and so with that, that's what propelled me to go ahead and get my doctorate at the, uh, at the University, of, uh, University of Michigan, okay? And with that, I just want to let you know that uh, it also strengthened me, the fact that I could sign a contract and then make a decision about, uh, about, about going into another direction. It also gave me the flexibility to think about other issues that would uh, face me. I came to uh, Chicago in 1973 from Michigan. I decided I was tired of Chicago. I wanted to, to try another environment, and I left Chicago and went to, um, went to uh, UW-Whitewater because I felt that I had more opportunity to work with a diverse students there than I did in, in Chicago. And uh, if you ask me, am I sorry? Do I have any misgivings about it? I would say, I would say no. Mm-hmm. One other thing I realized, like, like you, I'm struggling with a lot of things that are taking place today. Um, as I said before, how proud I am of things that happened to me that delivered me from poverty and delivered me from Mississippi to uh, my ultimate success at, at Western Michigan, at the University of Michigan, at UW-Whitewater. And uh, I see things that are happening now, and I wonder, are we taking a step backwards? And I just want to tell you, please do not let a step back keep you from taking two or three steps forward. I want to encourage you, young people, and I can tell you I want to encourage you to, to work together, okay? To work together, to learn about each other, to gain greater respect for each other, and to work hard. Work hard. I want to tell you that, okay? One of the greatest things that happened to me during my work uh, in higher education, and I'm going to get through this. Some years ago, I was in Spain with a group of my students. And when I say a group of my students, I had about 35 students spending a couple of weeks you know, in Spain. And our students ran into another group of students, okay? And uh, that was there also for a short t- time uh, travel. And they ran into each other and they started chanting, USA, USA. And what that did to me and what that did to them, it helped them develop a sense of identity, a sense of respect in terms of the direction 
that they were going in. And for some, they realized the value of what they were trying to accomplish, you know, in college. And for that, I'd like to say your exposure and beyond America's academic discipline is doing much to assure you of your, of your potential to solve uh, not only problems in America, but problems in the world. I encourage you to move forward with integrating and becoming more civic-mindedness, to bring changes and fairness into all kinds of systems, not only in the education, but to the criminal justice system, to encourage you to serve as, a, as, as teachers, to encourage you to serve position as on school boards, to serve as a public figure in government, to consider becoming an elected official, an elected official that represents the people, okay? Remember now, at this point in your life, you have been, you have been exposed, okay? You've been exposed exposed to more information than any other American generation. So when unsavory things occur, you will not, you do not, you will not approve it, okay? And you will not tolerate. And you will also make plans and policies, okay? That you will, you, you will reject plans and policies that are not within the proper context, okay? You are, a, you are in a position to emphatically state that unsavory things will not be respected in your house. And then you will always, you will always remain a master in charting your pathway to success. And you will forever, forever, forever respect every individual that you meet. And with that, I ask you to um, go forth with your education and your career with God's speed. For that, I thank you. Thank you. Black woman, female being of African descent, subject of extreme abuse and oppression based upon the inaccurate, faulty perception of inferiority by the oppressor mother of civilization, one from whom all life comes forth, one who subscribes and practices thoughts and deeds which promote unity among people of color. Synonyms, wife, mother, sister, leader, teacher, warrior, human, adjectives, strong, intelligent, resilient, beautiful, compassionate, tireless, 
Black woman, you are gifted. You are blessed, educated, pushing forward, striving for greatness. You are the soul of black folk, the darkness of the sky, the melanin of the eye. You are brown sugar, maple syrup, and honey. You are dipped in chocolate, bronzed in elegance, enameled with grace, toasted with beauty. You, black woman, are the overtones of shea butter and coconut oil, the light of the ancestors that walk with God. Black woman, you are dark skin, you are gold. The sun loved you so much, it kissed you more than the rest of us. Black woman, your hair is the grass of the heavens, your shape is the mounds of the of the earth. Black woman, say it loud. Being black is being proud. You are not a miracle. A miracle is only an illusion. You, black woman, you are magic. Black girl, black woman, magic.
As we finish our time together, we want to thank you again for celebrating Black History Month with us and the awesome things that we're achieving on campus. We understand that many times these talks can leave us feeling uncomfortable and angry like nothing good is happening for us at Goshen, but this is not the reality. We're doing all right. Thank you again, Dr. Polium, for speaking with us today. We want to let you guys know about an awesome event that BSU is having this Saturday, so pull out your phones and write this down or something. The 18th on Saturday at 9 p.m. in Newcomer 19, we're having a dance party. We're gonna dance and have a great time. Everyone is welcome. The only requirement is that you dress up, come have a good time, eat good food, and enjoy the night. If you have any questions, you can talk to a BSU member or one of the leaders who, will who I will introduce to you real quick. So stand up, Linnea Noel, Ntn Davis, Nishan Laurel, Lydia Beachy, who couldn't be with us today, and Aaliyah Burt. Thanks again, everyone. Thank you, BSU, and all of you who are in attendance today. Dr. Pulliam and myself, we will be in the cafeteria from about 11 to 12 or 12.30. If you want to stop by, we'll be in the back of the cafeteria. You can have some time to speak with Dr. Pulliam and maybe do a little debrief if you'd like. Have a great day. <laughs>